And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys on Tap podcast. I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and and wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand, there were noises I couldn't hear with the perks. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. Welcome to Toys on Tap, uh, the first and probably only round table that I'm ever going to do, maybe after I'll get everyone together. In the room, me, Yucko Toys, Chicken Burger Disco, Hello. Blockwatch, uh, Janky, Barbarian Rage. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to say hello now. Go ahead. We'll go silent. Go ahead. Say hello. Hello. That's not like you when I Yo, yo, dine. Hello. Uh, and we, uh, this is just, I think, a, a good recap, because there's no real good way to do a podcast. At one point, I talked to whoever it is that runs DesignerCon, and he's like, do you want to do something in, in on-site? I said no immediately, because I don't know what to do. I, would, I don't know how to do a podcast live. Uh, but I think uh, it's a good year to do it, because it's the first year back, so I'm excited for that. So I think, first thing... We'll, we'll start right here on the on my on my left ish. Uh, we're gonna go around. Uh, what big you know, like? This is the first year back. What does it feel like being back? What were like highs, lows of the convention? We'll start with you, CBD. Oh man, so it's the first time I've ever been there, right? Oh, well, yeah. So yeah, so I've never been to DesignerCon before. I mean, I really just got into doing this anyway. So me, it's pretty overwhelming. All the the stuff that's out there. I obviously am more interested in, say, resin stuff, so I kind of try to stick with the resin area, uh, and just everything I saw was like, I wanted to buy that, basically. Um, kind of maybe more of a fan than, than anybody who made anything. Uh, but yeah, it, it's amazing kind of an event. Um, just everything I saw was freaking great. That's a pretty terrible review, but... Because uh, it, <laughs> it sounds glowing, right? I don't have any negatives or, or, or things like that. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I did find interesting was that so many people are doing it and uh, the look of the folks who are doing it is like uh, the dream, right? So many people out there trying to find the dream. Like, if, if I make this one, is this going to work? You know what I mean? And then I think the resin alley was different because they're workmanlike. So there's so many people who maybe produced toys last week, the month before, the month before, a drop on that. So like, not only do they have like, not just like, this is my new drop, but they had like, yeah, here's 20 different things that I've come up with. So that, I don't know, to me, that's more interesting uh, than like, here's 15 vers different versions of a rabbit that I created that yeah. was created for this event. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. So that's my... My, my analysis, I suppose. Yo-yo? Uh, yeah, uh, it's interesting. The, the 
one half of the room are first timers and the other half of the room are experienced. We did divide it right down the middle. We did, didn't we? Um, So I'm I'm really curious because when I made the decision to come, uh, Dove actually was not discouraging, but was like, you know, it's going to be smaller. Like maybe you want to wait a year. Um, and I was, and I was like, well, if it's a diminished crowd capacity in a smaller space, I personally prefer that because I'm not much of a con guy. Um, I like smaller, like more zine fair like things, which is what Resin Alley actually kind of felt like, like this nice little curated pocket of collection of people in a sea of a lot of really diverse work. Like, you know, the Sophobies, um, poster designers, t-shirt designers, sticker designers, like handcrafted people, really kawaii stuff, really sort of more grotesque monster Like, it, it really is like, it's a lot to take in. Um, and I understand why you would set it up so that everyone is mixed predominantly throughout the show, so you get people flowing and not just sticking to one area. But at the same time, I felt that it was harder to digest. Uh, but I'm really impressed. There's some stuff that I didn't know about and, or, you know, you just, the, the whole point of coming to something like this is to discover work from people that you haven't connected with before. Uh, and there were a few, there were a few artists that, like, I really, I really just, like, instantly became, like, really sort of attracted to their work. Like, um, the notable one for today was Greasy Creeps. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Greasy Creeps' work is just, it's top notch. Like, recycled plastic, like, repro and custom bootleg like wiggler toys like that just sounds everything about it like yeah you know the the capsule machine with like changing a dollar to get quarters to get mini wigglers and stuff like sounded dirty to me and to uh, <laughs> <laughs> just following the pre-air conversation a little bit there um, but but yeah i really the whole the whole sort of package of the work that he was doing was something that really stood out to me at least like for today yeah yesterday it was epoch and seeing his work in person for the first time and yeah. not realize, like... Unfair. You know, they're half of the room. Okay. We've only encountered this work before we get it in person by mail, usually from Dove, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it for the first time. And so even at the DKE booth, like, several times in the past two days, I walk up to something and see it in person for the first time. It's different. like, totally hey, can you please thing. add that to my box that you're sending back yeah. to me in a few weeks? Like unbelievable the difference like you get a sense of it but it really the presence of the the piece is just like it's so very different so yeah yeah two thumbs janky this is my ninth designer time i think um if i think i think it's nine if you count the the virtual one which i do because it was a lot of work um (laughs) so and this is of those nine i've set up in some capacity either as a vendor or doing interviews or like running the thing with Dove um, last year, I think five or six of them. So, and this year I didn't do that. I just got to wander around, which was great. Um, I think in general, the energy this year was amazing. Um, 2019 was an interesting one because the hall was much bigger. And I felt like, and the way they laid out the hall was different. And so certain parts of the hall had a lot of buzz and energy and certain parts of the hall were just kind of dead. And that you sort of felt that across the whole show floor was like there are pockets where people were super psyched and there's pockets where people are standing around doing nothing. And I felt like the whole show so far this year has been everybody's psyched, the energy's good, people are spending money, the level of the artwork we're seeing is great, the variety of the artwork we're seeing is great. 
people are pushing limits into areas they wouldn't have normally done. We saw a lot of vinyl toys from people that I don't think have ever made vinyl before. Mm. Um, and that's partially because some companies like Rocky Mountain Vinyl are making it easier to do vinyl, and I think it's also because people are like, I just want to take a risk on something new. I want to do something cool that I've always wanted to do. And this pandemic gave everybody a break to really have ideas and take experiments and take some risks. So just being back on the show floor and feeling this totally renewed sense of energy um, was really, really awesome. Yeah. And then just getting to like be around everybody. It's, it's a huge family reunion. <coughs> and then what came out of the pandemic, and particularly what came out of DKEcon, is like we're talking about the room sort of divided here, right? Yeah. Like you guys are a direct result, I think, of a lot of this online community that developed. And so having this online community and then a bunch of us who've been around for a while getting to come together for the first time and like meet each other and hang out and enjoy each other's company and talk about stuff like there's something about that that personal connection that's just so cool yeah. um and a lot of the times the resonality isn't exactly like i like that they put us all together usually they're scattered around mm. and by putting everybody together like we could just block the aisle and high five each other yeah. and i know why you don't do that with some of them because i like if you put all the sofubi guys in one place you will have a black hole which everybody goes to and doesn't go to the rest of the show floor. Because the people that come for that are just here for that. And then once those raffles are over, that's when they wander the floor. So I understand why you scatter boots around. Like, yeah. if you put Medicom right next to, you know, and I guess all the big, like, Medicom and Pop Mart, they're all sort of close to each other. But if you cluster them, then that's where all the energy is and where all the, the action is. Um, so they did a good job, I think, laying out the floor and spreading those out, but then giving us our little, like, strip where we can just <laughs> hang out. And <laughs> Feels like and a block party. It totally it is. Yeah. Like, and, like, you know, you get annoyed when people are blocking the aisle, except in that aisle, everybody there is either walking around looking at the stuff, or it's the family reunion, you know, the class reunion. So, I don't know, man, the energy's good, and I'm just feeding off of it. So I think that was, that was my big sort of immediate takeaway from this year. Well done. Barbarian? Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's what I was gonna say. Is uh, the last year that they had it in person, I was like three aisles away from Dove, and then you know, like I I didn't even talk to the guy that was next to me. I didn't I, I didn't even know what he had. I was just like, and I was like so stressed out, and I was like, I'm never fucking doing this again, man. <laughs> Dove was like, he's like, no, oh, man. He's like, next year we're gonna have a whole aisle of just resin people. Would you be interested in that? I'm like. I'm not interested in anything. <laughs> I'm not coming back. It was prime barbarian rage yeah. floor rant. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, it's not fucking happening, man. <laughs> but then, like, I come down. I was like, dude, this is fucking cool to have everyone to have everyone like that because it is hard because some of the like the resin the resin dudes, you know, they're you know, they're smaller, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes they do get swallowed up by, uh, you know, like I was next to punk drunkers. And the, the super nicest guy. And amazing work. Amazing work, but like rabid fans that are like, ah, they're like jump over your booth to like yeah. get to theirs, you know? And they were like, dude, I'm sorry about all this. They were super cool and everything, but like I said, like I don't think I would have felt that, uh, you know, uh, being trampled on to get to something bigger if, you know, there is that sort of. Because I think there's also like a gang mentality 
with resin anyway. So it's like you go down Artist Alley, it's like you just came down the wrong alley. <laughs> <laughs> you know we don't fuck with you. you know? So uh, yeah, that you know that was awesome, and it, I like I I kept saying like I, I, I'm gonna go do the whole show, but then I'm like, dude, I've been in. Resident Evil for three hours, yeah. you know, and so it's like even hard for me to like get out of there. So uh, that was a huge improvement. But I mean, you know, the the show this year was less than half of yeah. what it was last night. It was massive. Like you could you could like just look off into the horizon and it would just be booth after booth after booth I mean people selling like bike chain ashtrays and shit and you're like what the fuck is this even doing here? I call that our next year so I think that there was it was nicer being a little bit smaller because yeah. it, it you know that was sort of its roots was it, it was it was a small show mm. that got like massive and uh so yeah, so this year that was a little bit smaller, and then they condensed all like all the resin dudes. It gave it a great vibe, man. I thought yeah. it was a fucking great show. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add. So like you guys kind of summed it all up because, but uh, you know like the last in person one I remember like talking to Big Battle Kaiju, and he was just depressed. Like the stuff around him had nothing to do with him. Uh, like. There was nobody coming to the booth because there was no draw towards the kind of thing that he was doing, and um, and and I saw you, I saw you at your booth looking so angry <laughs> that I didn't come up and introduce myself. Even. Um, and yeah, I feel like um, even in the smaller scale, I feel like the show is still it's so much to take in. There's so it, much. Yeah. It's like sensory yeah. overload, and every you know. But um, yeah, it, I mean, it would. You're right. It's like less than half of the size of the last one, and uh, and while it's still a lot, there is a great vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm speaking as somebody who was in a table, almost against the back wall, who did. You know what I mean? It was like, um, and I love being in because I'm not necessarily a resin guy. It's not what I, you know, that's not like my main focus, mm -hmm. but I love being included in that um, little area. And Dove hooking me off with Epoch was like, it's amazing and terrible at the same time because his stuff is so, so good awesome. that like, <laughs> then people turn the corner and see my stuff and they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he could take a holographic dump on his table and anything I've ever made would sit next to it and just look like a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, and I don't want to talk out of turn. It's really funny because I don't personally like this is my favorite show, and I'm talking like of ones I go to, ones I do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it's the show, you know what I mean? To even yeah. just attend, mm -hmm. and um, but what was my point with that? Um, it, oh, so I I do the show not to make money not to sell things, et cetera, et cetera. It's all about, like, seeing everybody and just being able to go and, like, have a little bit of an excuse to... It's a human connection. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's putting an, a, a face to a name, and it's also putting a personality to art 
I, I think that's really important when, especially when you love someone's art, and then you you get to go have that experience with, with them. One hundred percent. Priceless. Yeah. I think every time I talk to somebody, I wound up buying a piece from that. Yeah. Person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I didn't talk to anyone it, because of that. So you, <laughs> so you say that's smarter. But man, every time I talked to somebody, I thought like, I, I changed the way I looked at what they had. Right. Right. So then I suddenly was like, where I might have thought that was good on Instagram. Right, I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. When I had the ability to talk to, for example, Resin Blood, I'm like, I have to have one of these now. That was the exact had, example I was going to put. Yeah, we had a great 20 minute conversation about just nothing. He's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> or even the, even the way that um, that Curve Loss showed up to do something that was way more of a social performance with this like workshop teaching the material history of the different waxes rather than focusing on sales, like he's focusing on that connection and trying to teach people something about the history of like, you know, sculpting figures and this, like, yeah, I really think that's, yeah, fantastic. Kerf loss is the process. Right. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, with him, it is, that is the whole thing. That yeah. is what he's selling, is the process. So. I thought that that it's it's sort of um, it's a very thoughtful thing that you know that he didn't show up and was just like oh here's all my stuff for sale. It was very apropos that he showed up and worked on his stuff because that is who he is. But right. more than worked on his stuff, like he's like here's my here's the wax, here's the melter, here's a sculpting tool. Just play around with it for me. Yeah. I was too nervous to do that, but yeah, he walked I, me through all the parts and stuff like that. So. I burnt my finger. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, sorry, go, I, I was just going to say, I think that the social aspect of this, too, I would honestly say that I can say as a first-timer, holy shit, am I glad I didn't get a table. Mm. Yeah, for I that, was going to say, I'm the only one here that's stuck in a booth yeah. the whole time. Or so. you don't. Like, I just think, <laughs> I think that the pr getting to experience this and sort of meet and interact and just do what we're doing now for a first time mm -hmm. yeah. is such a better way to sort of think about what future like participation can be like because right. I know what this is like and what this feels like. Right. And it would help all of the additional stressful nonsense that goes with what Dustin is dealing with right now. By knowing what to expect, because you know the family's there. That, right? th that's what I did my first year. I was like, I went around. I was like, Oh my god, it's so awesome! Look at all this awesome shit. I'm like, Dude, I'm doing this next year. I'm getting a table. I'm getting a booth next year. We're doing this thing. And then I got a, a table, and I was like, I, I made it, man. I'm here. And then the next year, I'm like, Dude, I'm not doing a table. Like, I'm just walking around, yeah. man. I. I I had a very similar, I mean, yeah. the first year I did it was like Suckler had his game show and like, yeah. and I was so enamored of it. And I, I really loved setting up when I, when I did set up, but it was the experience of absorbing it mm -hmm. and then setting up a table. And, yeah. and I think now, and, and I'm not, this is not a positive or a negative, but now this is like the brass ring, right? People want to go and set up a decon. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who've never been to decon that are like, I'm ready to go and set up. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But I'm really glad that I had a year that I got to play. Mm -hmm. And then I set up for a couple of years. And then when I felt the show had outgrown me, because I did my first two years, I made a ton of money. I did really well. Um, and I was set up in a weird place where I was actually set up with a bunch of Safubi guys. Mm -hmm. So it was like well known Safubi <laughs> guy, like up and coming Safubi guy, me, 
real amounts of food we got. And so you'd watch these dudes come down with giant wads of money and be like, 400 on this table, 700 on this table, 300 on this table. Look at my stuff, nod at me, walk away. 400 on this table. <laughs> but um, like the first two years, I made a ton of money. And then I watch as the show was growing to different directions, I started making less and less money. And that's not entirely Decon's fault. Part of that is probably the work I was putting out and, and what I was doing, but um, and where I was positioned. But I'm, I watched the show grow towards some of the mainstream, and particularly some of like the Japanese uh, toys, the Metacom stuff, which is incredible stuff and has this fervent following, and this is becoming their home base, you know. And then the Sabubi, which has always been the core of the show. It started as a vinyl toy show, and. That's why I'm so happy with the setup this year, because we resin's always been a part of it, and Ben wants resin to be a part of it. He wants the bootleg guys to be a part of it. But when we have our own little home base, we actually feel like we're a part of it, as opposed to just another little niche of a niche of a niche in this show that is really about a couple other genres, you know, as the big draw. Yeah, I think what was interesting, so this podcast comes out of the birth of the pandemic, I jump into this because some random painter that painted in a facility I work in told me about this guy that sounded like a porn name named Sucklord, and I just started down this rabbit hole of toys, and uh, from that starting like toys on tap and loving it, and so coming to I think Decon and being in person, getting to see people, I, like I've interviewed everyone except you, Mark. Yeah, I'm looking across. We got it. It's scheduled. Yeah. Um, this is the in. intervention. Part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Uh, but just being able to go, I mean, what? I'm eight months into this, and then see people that I have never seen in person and feel that. Like Janky, I've, I've talked to you a lot. Yeah. Never and then has two episodes with yeah. you, and then I, whenever I need something, I'll call you. And um, I think. What's cool is now to see you and be like, oh, nothing, not yeah. weird or anything, great. Yeah. Or like hugging people or picking Scott up, like driving from San Diego to Orange County and then immediately just picking Scott up at his hotel. It was like, oh, okay, we're here. Let's do this. Yeah. That's what I did yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. I think it's, that spoke to the scene and having all of us in one section being able to see my toy up like at DKE and then look around and see the other artists whose toys are next to mine. That's a feeling like I can't like I can't speak to how great that feels. I Just wanted other happy. people to see that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of the people who weren't able to come because you know whatever uh, yeah. like I wanted them to see that and to get that impression like Used to not be so lovey-dovey. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a little more cantankerous. Yeah. Uh, it used to be more like gang war. Right? Have you ever seen Warriors? Yeah. It was like that. There, I, mean, I there feel were, like that row might have taken on another row. I just want to see, like, I just want to see a West Side Story, like, all of a sudden. Spooby. Plush. And I, I think it was, it, it's cool to have all that and it's its cool to see all these people and then see people that aren't in there that I've seen, like Dano Brown, saw him walking down and like a crowd of us just walking around Poor Dano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like getting surrounded by Dan, him. like, yeah. the, the thing he wanted the least. The least. Right. The introvert. And I knew that and I was the first person to like tackle. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like uh, a gut reaction. I saw him yeah. and I just had to like... <laughs> Did we just we were talking when that happened. I think we just stopped talking. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's Dan. Yeah. Someone said it, and all of us were like, "Oh, I guess we're going over there." Yeah. Um, and just being able to like 
give him a hug and or uh, as we're walking in, that person that just yeah, I full disclosure, I can't remember the name that he gave me. Yeah. Uh, sorry for listening. I know you are. Um, but uh, stopped me. Was like yuck up because I wore this shirt for that purpose, and it was just a cool moment to say like, shit, like you hear this, like you, mm. and so that was cool. Um, and then walking. Uh, I think uh, a weird part for me, like not being, I'm not a collector. I don't collect toys. The only toys I have are those that have been sent to me um, out of exchanges or whatever. But um, I think you're fired. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> Barbarian, you're taking over after this. Um, uh, but being there or hearing, like, this is the end all be all. This is where we go. This is what we do. This is like, and being everywhere. And then me and Yo-Yo Dine walking the entire thing. Um, and I'm a hyper extrovert, so talking to people or walking, like, sensory overload doesn't really get to me. But then we walked the whole thing in, like, maybe an hour, maybe less than an hour. Yeah. And I, it was like, oh, maybe this isn't, like, and then hearing that it, this is, like, half of what it was. Yeah. So that makes sense. But this is a grip down yeah. considerably. Yeah. It was a good year. Yeah, because you guys are really missing out on bike chain ash. <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep saying that. I'm taking that idea. We need to know these artists. We're gonna look them up. There were a lot of sort of the tent pole artists though that didn't come this year. Yeah. Couldn't come this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. couldn't come this year. Uh, Matt Graves wasn't here this year. Horrible Dorables was I mean these are people that have been doing it for years and years and years. Yeah. And that's a huge following. draw, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and we're not able to do it or chose not to do it for... But even experiences like Secret Walls and things like that, right. um, a lot of that element, I feel like, was missing. Yeah. Um, and that'll all come back, I think, as people get more yeah. comfortable and assuming the world doesn't end. My favorite is, like, they're like, oh, don't, like, you have to be masked up, we gotta check your stuff. And then the security guards, as I walk in, all their masks are down. Like, Welcome to Orange the- County. Yeah, I was man. like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, Orange County. Like, it took me forever to get in, and then that's the shit I walk into. Well, you know, the county mandates that if you're vaccinated, you uh, have that to lady. I, okay, so as we're in the antique shop, I like I he says something like, we I we had just had that weird moment where I asked him about Canada, and I think was it the masks, and that lady just chimed in out of nowhere. Yeah. And which that speaks to where we're at. This is it happens all the time in San Diego too. People shit all over you, whatever. And then you made a comment of like, I, lo- I miss Canada or something. I was like, man, if someone's wearing a red hat, please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about how awesome Canada was and how happy I was that I got a negative COVID test so I could return home to Canada. <laughs> I'm sure she was thinking, I'm happy you got it. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, but I think, it, yeah, it was a cool year to jump in. But with, like, all that, so now we're going to go back. We're coming the opposite way. We're coming back. Um, artists that you were stoked, like, a piece that stood out to you from another art, or, uh, and then something that you're like, man, I that could have been better. Well... That could have been better. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. You don't. Have, you can try. <laughs> Speaking pig Latin for the. It could have been better. Maybe so it's kind of twofold because I yeah. am the one stuck in a booth, but also I feel like I'm stuck in a booth with maybe the most mind blowing. Yeah, unreal. In the in the play, I mean, yeah. His work is so good, and it's all original. You're talking like epoch. Epoch. Yeah. For the people and, that didn't. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and like his Mobius influence speaks to me. Like everything about his work is just 
phenomenal. And the fact that, and and there's something to be said. Like I love, like a mashup and knockoff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but everything is original. Like mm-hmm. I mean, aside from the influences on his own work, which is, you know, it, it's not derivative of. You know what I mean? He doesn't rely on, and just, yeah. His stuff is mind-blowing, yeah, and really he's is, the sweetest yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something that could have so been... So who has the coolest stuff, but is a total prick? <laughs> yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. So, well, no, what I'll say this is, This is like, block watch talking. The, <laughs> the one thing I was disappointed in is, I, you know, you come into Resin Alley, and there's this, like, jackass making, like, these, like, hunks of wood like like what is this doing at the show like it fits somehow right? I know, no, no, his name is no, no, I, yeah. yeah so I haven't seen enough of the show to be like it, nothing doesn't work for yeah. me for the show because even if I walked past something that didn't work I didn't notice because mm. there's so much I mean any direction that you look in there's something amazing yeah honestly and uh, I was really surprised, even like the uh, like Slime City Toys. I don't want to get their name mm, wrong. Yeah. Um, it looks like my basement. Their booth <laughs> literally looks like my basement. It's just like old vintage, weird, like but not like normal vintage toys. It's like all this weird sucker old, man. Yeah, <laughs> like just all like in a big pile. And um, but I got a lot. They, they were so great. Like I talked to them forever. Um, I don't know. There's nothing I don't like about DesignerCon. And I I will say, I just want to interject this, that, like, DesignerCon is really the root of Earth to Kentucky. Because that experience of, like, coming in, you know, in Dove's booth, like, I think Yo-Yo Dine was, like, when he saw Dove's booth that first night, he was just, like, wow, like, mind-melting, you know? Because you see that stuff. I mean, it's already, I don't want to rehash everything but like you know you, you scroll through Instagram and you're like oh yeah you like it and you keep going whatever um, but then you see the piece in person and you're able to like turn it around and see like the little you know even brush strokes on some or like whatever little details and that's like that was like the whole and the friendships that I made too doing the whole thing and like meeting so many people through designer con and all that stuff all culminated in me trying to bring that experience to a place that doesn't have that already and um so like i mean between dub and designer con i mean i owe them everything honestly yeah. you may yeah. be the first colonel to come out of designer con <laughs> yeah yeah you handed me that card and i saw colonel I was like what the fuck is this <laughs> you love it and please refer to me as Colonel. Yes. 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 Yep. This podcast will end with a salute. <laughs> That's good. Can you make it audible? Yeah. Barbarian? Uh, okay, what's the question? What do <laughs> <laughs> you want to shit on? Who was amazing? Okay. I don't want to shit on anyone. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, something that could have been... You can either take a specific work or, or whatever, but like something that could have been stepped up. Uh, no. I. You know... I, I, can, I, can I be honest? I don't like that question. Because okay. Because... Uh, there's the critique. You know, uh, yeah, there it is. I yeah. think, you know what could have been better? This fucking question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, whenever I see something, you know, there, there are things that are wildly popular, and I go, 
you know, that's just not for me. Okay, you yeah. Know? Like, uh, at the last one, Funko was there, and everyone's like, oh, fucking Funko no, is here. Yeah. And, blah, blah. and I'm like, but there's a five-hour line right, right there. Everyone yeah. loves it. And I'm like, I'm like, just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it stinks. Uh, yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, when, when I walk past and I go, uh, you know, uh, someone else liked it, that's, uh, yeah. it's not for me. Uh, you know, so... We'll drop I, that know. part of the question off from Jay Keon. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what was the artist or art piece that you were like, that was amazing? Uh, you know, I mean, so uh, what uh, what Dustin was saying is, uh, I, I think what we're all trying to say too, is seeing it in person is a different experience. And um, I, I think one thing uh, that, that has a hard time translating, even though he does a good job photographing it is uh, Epoch because he uses all the, the holograms and the bright colors and everything. Even his presentation has like a holographic table with like laser it's lights stellar. under yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like all these like neon lights and, um, and, and stuff that actually lights up. But like the holographic faces that, that are on there, it really is amazing. And I feel like that um, the experience with seeing that firsthand, uh, I, I, I think that's that, that's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then also like some of the Safubi stuff that has like metal flake, uh, uh, paint jobs and stuff on it. You know, like th those guys that really get crazy with their paint jobs, I, I, I really love that. But, you know, it, it, it literally changes in the light, you know, so you have to actually see it and... and uh, you know, see it change in the light, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, Epoch, you know, I met him for the first time years ago, and I, and I, and I knew he was going to be, uh, you know, he is, he, he, he's amazing. So, yeah, I'm going to say Epoch. Uh, That's two for There you go. Oh, yeah, shit. I mean, he's, he's awesome. Jank, you're on it. You uh, can't say Epoch, though. Say Epoch. Oh, <laughs> it was Epoch. Uh, um, the two that really stuck out for me were uh, barely human, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who and, and he started making toys right around the same time that I did. I think Scott and I and barely human all sort of started within a year of each other. I think. Yeah. Um, and I I bought like I had the number two of his first release figure, so mm -hmm. I jumped on really early with him. He's an amazingly nice, kind dude, and a really talented, smart guy, and he putting out a lot of toys, and he's working with some really great art, Joseph Harmon, whose art I love, and then he kind of just stopped making toys and started doing some more graphic design, and then he opened a hamburger restaurant <laughs> in Portland, as we do, and then, yeah, you know, and then, uh, um, and then he... Was that also called Barely Human? just a little scandalistic, And then this year, I think it was this year, he started releasing... His Planetoid Fighters, Safubi, or not Safubi, but vinyl, sort of Star Wars figures, and they're incredible. They're so good. And seeing them in person versus seeing them on the internet just blew me away. And that what he's doing with them is he's created this really versatile platform that's very clearly these like really blobby versions of Star Wars characters, but then he's painting them like Ronald McDonald and carting them on a, on a Happy Meal card called Big Chooch that I ran to buy. Right. And then, like, he's got the versions that are painted to look like Star Wars, and then he's got versions that are painted to look like other things. And 
and all of his graphic design and his pins and his coins and his patches and he just shows up at every level and he's such a nice dude and so getting to reconnect with him but really getting to see that work in person was huge um, the other work that I saw that just blew me away was Resin Blood who I'm familiar with his yeah. work, but not... I paid attention to it, and I thought he was really good, but I never dove deep. Yeah. And I walked into his booth today, introduced myself, we start talking, and I start looking at it, and this dude's a genius. Mm. His presentation, yeah. it's like, it's retro without being retro. It's like kitschy without being kitschy. It's, it's so good. The figures are great. The cards are great. It's like, why wasn't I jumping all over this a year ago? Like, why didn't I catch this till now? I, I mean, think the same thing he was saying is you have to see it in person. You see it in person, yeah. and it's a totally different experience. And then he's just like the like the kindest dude. Yeah. He's, he was, he's yeah. part of the package of the artwork. Is yeah. when the artist right. and the art comes together, you're just that's like Eddie. I'm all over this. That's yeah, so he's so great. Awesome. Yeah. He's fantastic. And I, I got to, and this is not art that I saw, but on a personal level. I got a text from Ian from DKE saying, yeah. Dev wants you to come over to the booth right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I thought Chicken Burger just because TV wasn't working and because yeah. I work in television, I guess I somehow can magically <laughs> fix it. Uh, so Which no one over, could. <laughs> I come over and there's a guy hunched over signing these prints. And Dev says, that's Falcon Toys. Mm. I've never met Falcon. Yeah. He's the biggest influence on my work. And so I get to talk to him for 45 minutes. We just sat, sat down and shot the shit. And that was... Nobody was there? Yeah, nobody did. Dove flew him in for the day. He flew in, signed prints, walked the floor, and then flew out into the night. Back wow. to Texas. He also, much like John, who started a burger joint, he started a video game arcade yeah. with toys. Like, <laughs> doesn't do toys. John, um, John's burger joint is called Black Seed Burger Cult. Right. Black Seed Burger <laughs> Cult in Portland. Nice. <laughs> Vegan That's a figure. Yeah. 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 That's a so medium rare <laughs> Now, you, Chicken Burger Disco, you gotta like, you gotta integrate that with it. Yeah, we yeah. Need oh my God, yeah. This is a uh, you, you have the upstart like um, competition for Chick-fil-A ready to go. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. So, I know it wasn't a figure, but um, getting to meet Mike in person was, you know, you, these dudes that really shaped the path creatively. He opened up a lot of paths for me mentally because he was one of the first guys I saw put humor into his toys. Mm -hmm. And that was like when I looked at, you know, Suck Lord and Killer and, and, and Healy, and they're doing this amazing work, but, and I connected with it, but I didn't connect with it on the same level that I connected with Falcon. And that's because humor is sort of the core of everything that I do. He, when he, he was on his way out when I was coming in. And he did this like Slimer Java yes. on the HUD. Yeah. And that's when I was like, what the fuck that thing am I is even like, doing, dude? Right. I'm like, there's no way I could <laughs> yeah. ever do. Yeah. Like, it really, so like, seriously, it really made me question what I was doing and if I could do it because I was like, these dudes are like so, so advanced, yeah. so advanced. Then he quit, and I was like, yeah. fuck, yeah. <laughs> Door open, yeah, yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. in. Yeah. One of, my favorite piece of his is called Buttface in Space. And it, it's a walrus man that he's like repurchased and re-sculpted. And then he poured, I still don't quite know how he did this, but it, he did, he poured a resin helmet around the walrus man's head that makes his walrus mouth look like a giant ass. And it's not, it's just the trick of the, the refraction of the dome, I think. I don't think he oversculpted ah. it. And it's one of my favorite figures. And it's got this Beavis and Butthead font that says butt, butt face or in space. And it's, it's, it's such a great toy. 
Um, so meeting him was was a real high point. But like work wise, it was it was uh, resin blood and and, um, and barely human. As far as something I think could have been done better. I thought we killed that part of the question. I, I, had, I had the answer in my pocket, so I'm giving it to you. Well, there we go. I thought ahead of time, Scott. Um, <laughs> Is it the wooden guy? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> you keep shitting on the wooden guy. <laughs> this guy who doesn't belong. I, actually, I will say, Dustin, you belong, and it's not just because of the material you use, though. It's the way you approach pop culture. Mm-hmm. And there's something the way about a lot of the people in the resin scene and the bootleg scene approach taking this stuff that's out there for everybody and then converting it into our own interpretation. And I know a lot of people do that, but that's a central focus of the bootleg scene. And the what the way you approach that with your work absolutely has you be at the heart of the scene. Like you have I look at one of your pieces and I see pop culture, but I also see Dustin. I see your interpretation of what you're doing with it. So I think you belong in resonality as much as everybody else does, even though you're not using Thanks. I, I, I wasn't fishing for compliments, but that's really <laughs> well. Then I take it. Well, you're I'm <laughs> um, the the thing I I'm I'm not into NFTs. I'm curious, but what? not like Good it's a great mic. I'm no. curious, but I'm not like. And so I was kind of hoping because I know like, yeah, is releasing its first NFT, and I know Ben is partnered with this company. I was like, well, this might be a good gateway for me to sort of look look at it. Let's dabble. And those fucking things sold out in seconds. Mm-hmm. And there's no real information. So I felt like I was going to come and learn. Mm-hmm. And instead I just walked in, saw the hype beast, picked them up right away. There's no way to get them. They're selling for hundreds of dollars now. And now I, again, kind of don't care. It is Greg Mike, correct? Or mm-hmm. Mike Greg or whatever. It was Greg. that one, the NFT? That there were several. Was the, the VV, I think, or whatever, is the one that's the official. Oh, okay. They made the Vincent, the mascot for Decon. And they oh, made yeah, the NFT yeah. versions of him. And they release it. And look, I, I get it. You've got to show up and you've got to yeah. buy it when it's released. And I didn't do that. And it's not sour grapes because I wasn't sure I was going to buy it. But I was looking at this as an experience to be like, oh, this is going to open maybe this to a lot of people and maybe I'll understand more about it. And I just walked away still feeling like it's a thing that you just jump on and speculate. And yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I feel like if they really wanted to make a push towards let's talk about NFTs as an art form and, and educate people about it, there should have been a, a better way to do it than having a piece that sold out in seconds and then... Mm-hmm. And, and there were people walking around, too, who were clearly, like, sort of, like, venture capital, crypto speculator types who are asking other vendors. Right. I overheard more than once. Have you thought about making this an NFT? And it's like, well, maybe that's not the conversation yet. You know, right. Yet, right. you know? Like, and, I, like, I'm not anti-NFT. I, yeah. think it, I think it's a really interesting concept. It's not how I collect, but that doesn't mean it won't be in the future. And I think it's great that digital artists, particularly animators and, and CG guys who don't have a platform to make money in the way that I can by making a toy, have a platform to do that. Like, I think no. it's interesting. Like and I was curious, and I wanted to learn more about it, and I sort of was disappointed that they talked about it a bunch, and then when I got here, it was just like, yeah. well, it's just like buying a Supreme hat. It sold out in seconds. Well, that, that's the interesting thing. We were talking about this, and the idea, I can't remember if it was you or you, but it was the idea that there is a, we're a generation that grew up on, like, material culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're the cassette tape, CD, vinyl. The generations that are looking to digital collectibles, I think, are the ones who are already used to consuming music free of a media. Right. And if they're already, con- like, they're naturally integrated, that a digital collectible makes sense. 
because all sort of media is being consumed that way already. Right. Um, and that's that's sort of where I'm thinking about it, is that there is a kind of generational shift happening with the ways in which some people are collecting those things and right. the emergence of that now. Yeah. yeah. It's really it's interesting and it's something I'm interested <coughs> in and something I was hoping and thinking I was going to learn more about. Yeah. And then kind of after that first day, I was like, well, I, now I'm just going to go look at other things that interest me. So. Yeah, and I, the, the NFT, like some of them, I saw a couple sitting on whatever that great guy's name is, uh, and I think it was a can. He makes those monster cans that spin on the plexiglass things, and they're super cool to look at. Again, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, or right. I don't even know if I could ever get my hands on one because they're gone in right. ten seconds. Yeah. 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 Yo, yo. Um, it's a lot, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a lot to process. Um, for work, I mean, I I feel like there's some consensus in terms of my thinking along with what's already been said um, the first two pieces that I bought at the show were both epoch within about 30 seconds of him setting up <laughs> yeah. and, and barely human um, I bought one of his blank vinyls because I really like the idea of experimenting with sort of painting someone else's work a little bit um, a highlight was randomly getting to talk to Gary Baseman about cats for 40 minutes. Uh, as <laughs> I've been a Gary Baseman fan for a very long time since sort of the, you know, sort of like turn of the millennium kind of lowbrow art movement. Um, and so getting to sort of just kind of hang out and talk to him and it just be chill and we, were, we just talked about how much we love cats. And it was because... Uh, Josh just introduced, like, introduced me, because Josh, I guess, knows him a little bit peripherally. He's like, you want to talk to Gary Basin? Yes, please. Um, uh, for, yeah, for other art, I mean, um, Greasy Creeps really kind of blew me away, uh, and Slime City Toys in Montreal sent me there to look at his work, because she wants me to buy some work and take it back for her, mm -hmm. and now I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really nice, too, so tomorrow I'm going to revisit this table for sure. Um, other highlights, randomly bumped into the hip-hop trooper outside the convention center as he was arriving. He's such a nice guy. And I was just like, like oh my yeah. god, dude, can I please get your picture? And he was like, yeah, sure. Uh, so that was very, very cool to sort of see that, you know, like understanding the, like, the cultural legacy of him as a figure in the community. And just sort of get like, just, I didn't even think about him. And then all of a sudden I just turned and there he was walking in this like gleaming red armor and like 96 degree like. California weather, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but uh, resin blood, curve loss, and what he's doing, um, you know, figure fetish, always a big fan of his work. Like anybody in Resin Alley, um, Victor's vintage and some of like his arcade shark character that he made was just Badass. the minis and the full size ones, like just top notch. Um, yeah, and just some other sort of, like, one of the things I wish there was more of was more print media, because I feel like it would be so good if we had more documents about some of this stuff, you know? And maybe that'll come in time. Um, I feel like in past shows, not to interrupt anything, yeah, but in past fun. shows I feel like there was more... Way more. Poster, yeah. print, ephemera. Like zine. Yeah, and yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of that, like, a lot of that was missing. Because I, I, that, that was a complaint from previous years was like, so many printmakers, so many printmakers. Yeah. But. Yeah, I just, I just really like it. Like, the one thing I picked up 
that wasn't from an artist was from Lev from Toy Tokyo made reproductions of the original catalogs from his distribution company before he started Toy Tokyo. Oh, that's cool. And he was selling them as a set. And so I bought a set of that because it was like kind of an interesting part of the history of like really what all of this has become, yeah. right? Um, and that so that was really great to see that knowledge. And Dub and I sort of had a great like conversation getting the nerd out about that. Um, I will I will say in terms of I won't say what I didn't like, but I will say what needed some work was attention to detail on exhibitions. The exhibition seemed uh, that you know like I know that there's an exhibition a themed exhibition every year. Uh, it seemed kind of not advertised and just sort of stuck in a spot. And then the artists' work were not credited with gallery labels on the walls. So you could mm. s not all of them anyway. So you could see all of this work, but if you didn't know where to go to find the work, like it doesn't help the people who are showing there. That's a fair critique. Yeah, I think that that's... In, in I passed that one on already, actually, yeah. and found out why yeah. it happened that way, but uh, yeah. You know, and like all the credit to all of the people who work on this thing at scale with a small team that plugs into the sort of the middleware of the convention apparatus that operates this kind of stuff. Um, but just making sure that somebody somewhere, it's like a portfolio and someone just says, okay, we just need to keep an eye on a few details here because that is a thing that's supposed to raise the voices of or at least represent the work of those people. Uh, and that was like... That was my chief complaint, was just the artist should have been sort of credited and highlighted for the work that was hanging there. Or even say that this is a, 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 an art show inside. Like, right. I saw one guy, yeah. there was... What a, is this? There yeah. was a sculpture on uh, this table, and I watched this guy have no idea that it was a piece of artwork being displayed, and he put it, he hoisted his box of stuff up on there, and the sculpture went flying and broke the head off. Oh, oh no. my just, god. Oh my he god. Had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> and he was just like, hey, here's my tape. <laughs> and, uh, and they like ran over there, and it was like, I, I, I think they were going to charge him uh, for the piece because oh, it shit. totally broke off. Yeah, so, like, so we don't even know this is an art show. Yeah. So that's a, a fair little, critique. Yeah, a little more that's visibility sure. because if you were that person too, like that's a heartbreaking moment for an artist, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, um, it's, yeah, that. But to not get credit, is things. Yeah, yeah, it's like if you're gonna do an exhibition, I still think there's a gesture of support you're doing in that over and above everything else. It just needs to be taken care of. That's yeah, it. and understandably how in the scope and scale of dealing with all of the shit you have to deal with to put this back on right now like again i can say that it's a forgivable thing like i'm not i'm not you know it's i'm not angry i'm just like mm. i would have liked to have seen that but i can also understand how that may have been overlooked because of the scope and scale of health checks mm -hmm. and like all of these other kinds of things that you're dealing with that i wouldn't want to deal with if i was putting on a show right now uh, we've been talking about putting on something in Montreal, and the first thing was, not until we don't we don't have to deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's basically this, the decision that we made. So, yeah. so that's it. It's great. Everything about it, other than that thing I just mentioned that was not so great. <laughs> <laughs> CBD. <clears throat> Man, so again, as somebody who's like flat brand new to it, or feels brand new to it, or even still coming from like a collector perspective. 
so something I really liked was most people in most booths understood level of uh, commitment. So like you might have somebody who had Sofubi at like $400. Awesome, great, I can't touch that. Even if I want that, right? That means I can't buy anything else. But then they go like, look, we got a pin. You know what I mean? We have something else and a card so you can take this away. And now I can start to follow it. I can go, ooh, I can save up for one of those kind of things. That, to me, meant a lot. Because to be completely honest, most of what I saw I wanted to buy. Which is really yeah. difficult. And I bought way more than I thought I was going to buy. I came in with a budget and then blew it. You know, uh, <laughs> within an hour of yeah. walking on the show floor. So, so I come in day one, I see what I think is everything. I walk the floor and I know there were still tables getting set up, you know, at the end of that night, but I feel like, you know, okay, great. I hit Instagram like you do. And I'm like, wait, I missed that. I missed that. I missed that. Holy crap. I didn't even see that person who was apparently a table away. You know what I mean? So then I go back and now it's trying to hit all those things again. I missed half of it again because I'm seeing all these new things that I hadn't seen the first time, because it's just flat overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So to have the ability to take a small piece of something that's overwhelming, that was super cool, because there was lots of stuff that I wanted to like take. Uh, like I said, also interacting with people, that changed my mind on a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I would typically, after having a conversation, I just wanted something. Just It almost is like, part of my collecting isn't like, that's a cool thing. I want that. That's, I think, kind of the collecting mentality. But part of it is it's a little bit of a memory or of something from someone, mm -hmm. you know? It's a souvenir. Right, it's yeah. Totally where the word comes from. And, <clears throat> and so, like, I talked to, there's a guy who's in Chicago called Nerfect. He's like an animator, draws in notebooks and stuff like this. And I've been looking at his stuff on Instagram for a long time. And he was there. Like, I, re I didn't realize he was going to be there. Mm -hmm. And, like, the night before, I saw, oh, he's going to be there. i got to find him. So, one, tracking him down and finding him. He was kind of like what you were talking about earlier, Jake. He was sandwiched between two things that were nothing like him. So, like, you'd walk right past him if you didn't know he was there. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, like, looking at the rows, trying to find. So, anyway, once I found him, it was the ability to go, I want your book. I want this. I want that. And I can put a pin on so I can support you, you know, for the rest of the day. So, that was one of, like, the highlights because that was somebody I just think is super cool, their work's super cool, and didn't know it was going to be there necessarily, and then just, you know, was able to find it. Um, I don't, I can't really come up with a negative, to be completely honest, because again, I'm just overwhelmed by everything. My number one negative is the fact that my stupid idea did not work, that I wanted to try, and Dove gave me space to do that idea, and then I had to go, okay, buddy, it sucks, and I'm just going to throw it in. I'm going to throw in the towel, you can have your space back. I will think of something better next time. Uh, and that, I think, is my number one negative because it was a cool idea. Essentially, for anybody, I, the idea was to have basically a card back that was my videos running. So it was the same size of a card back. So it would sit there with all the rest of the things in the booth. But then it would be my stuff. Um, but that never really worked properly. So next time I'll do an iPad or something that might have been smarter. <laughs> that you'll give away. That I'll give away. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that, if I can keep going. Just put an NFT on you guys it. Guys <laughs> make it an NFT. Well, that's a fun idea. You know what? I have to figure it out. Yeah, you're I have to figure that out first. You guys all said Chicken this. Chicken burger crypto. Oh, my gosh. He's so good with the names. I should just like ask you to name everything for me. The, the DKE booth, I so I started last year with doing something with DKE with video on their decon, the virtual decon show. That was the first time when Janky was like, yeah, do 10 minutes, you know what I mean? 
And so this was kind of like my... We have a lunch break. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, That is my lot in life, and I like it. So (laughs) if you give me 10 minutes, I want to run away with it. Um, To be able to come in and be personally there, as opposed to, like, being able to see it. One, it's disappointing, because, like, I make videos, right? So being virtual, I like that. But, and I can just sit at home, I can walk the dog, I can listen to it, listen to interviews. But being able to come in person and be part of it, Man, that was that was super important to me. It's the first uh, vacation I've had in years, and then that wall of DKE, and w- I know we all said this already, but it really is true. Or Dustin's work to be able to look at anybody's work that was just anywhere to be able to see it in presence with everything else, it totally changes. Okay, your piece, right? Yucko's piece, right there. It, if I'm looking at a white card. And you've got your setup and you got your joke and you're like, that's cool, right? That's a funny piece. Oh, it's going to do a run of this. That's hilarious. When it sits next to everything else, you go, that's fucking great. Like the style of which it is stands out from everything else, but then also fits with everything else. And that's like, I'm wigging out at like the card backs are all different sizes and scales. People using different techniques for blisters. There's, I forget the lady's name, but there's one piece that's got sort of an 80s slant to it. Then when I could see it in person... Versus, you know what I mean? Like, it changes what it is. You know what I mean? For me, I was like, well, now I want that. I, now I want the Jetropolis thing that I can't get. You know what I mean? Like, all these different things like that. The silver screen or whatever they called it. Having it presented like a museum or like a gallery piece, like, that's totally different. So, like, walking in there and going, and you can't get scope to show anybody else. But, like, that's like, it is art when you do it that way, you know? So, Dove has it displayed that way. The folks... I think everywhere we're kind of doing it that way, but there's just different levels. So for me, as a guy who's just absorbing it, I don't know. So Something but, about the collective weight and presence of... The media. The, the work together. Yeah. 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 Let's not underplay, too, that you re- did your first DKE release and sold out. Pocket. Sold out. And, and I have no idea how that really happened. Oh, because it's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so I'll just say thank you to, to, to any of the folks that did it. Like... Again, and I'm, I know I sound stupid about this, maybe, but I don't know that much. You know what I mean? But I really like this, and that's what I know. I like, I like this. And weirdly enough, and maybe this is a buddy buddy thing, and you can cut this. No, nope. like <laughs> the, I did. I, I ran into Yo Yo Dine, and like I don't know that we had two seconds of actual space between the moment that I saw him and the moment we were hugging and just talking. Yeah. Like we knew each other. And then Dustin walks up, and the same thing happened. Now, I had Zoomed and with him before. And I was like, you yeah. look like Chicken Burger Disco, but you're really tall. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, like, I think I've Zoomed with you. I've chatted I've chatted with everybody in here media-wise. We had that conversation the first time that we ever talked via... Zoom call, yeah. Yeah. Because like, we were working on the and, thing for one yeah. of the DKEs, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, one minute in, it was like... I feel like I've known you forever, and like we just like. Are we all particularly broken in the same weird way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had that whole conversation, like. Yeah, we all we all like the same stuff. Well, one of something that's cool that you're you're uh, as you're saying that this connection, right? Like, this is not unique to this year's decon. This is decon. This is what happens every year at decon. Like people I've never actually met in person. And you see each other, and you have this recognition. It's like, oh, you're so and so, and you're and you're automatically hugging and high fiving and talking about the work. And there's a a weird sense of community that we've built just by putting the pieces out. Yeah, 
you know, just by being represented by Dove and by DKE. Having a, a supporter yeah. for that. There, right? There's an immediate, and look, there's tensions and dumb stuff within the family too, but there's this immediate sort of connection that we have. So it's awesome to me to see that, like, here nine years later, the community is still new people coming in and feeling this, like, I've known you for two minutes in person and I'm still going to hug you and I'm still going to talk to you for the next three days. And then that's that relationship's going to continue on. Like I, that's I've not seen him in person. This guy called. Right away. Jakey walks up and busts my balls, and I've never seen him in person. That's the first thing he does to me. Is he pranks me right there off the bat? I walked up to the table. He was standing there. I walked up to the table and asked Ian if they had any of this chicken figure, and Ian's like, "It's sold out." And I was like, "Damn it!" And he's thinking, like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" Like, <laughs> like, hey, it's Jakey. He's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I looked at my wife and went, what, is that real? No, it's not real. No. You put on the mask real quick. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah, so what about you? Uh, you know, I think it's, people like me are problematic. Okay. This has been Bring. Toys on yeah. Tap. <laughs> um, problematic, like I don't... Uh, with the collecting piece, like, it makes it sound like I don't love, because I love art, right? Mm-hmm. But it makes it sound like, oh, these pieces aren't good enough. I just have, like, a, a horrible whoring mentality that if I start, I can't shut the brain off, so I can't ever start. Um, so the way that I get around that is if people trade with me or if I pick up art as gift or, or something like that. I didn't actually buy it. You're so collecting like, interviews now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my brain won't, like, make that. Um... I am addicted to Ragnar still. I don't know what it is about that damn turtle, like figure, whatever you call it. Um, yeah, it's just so clean and so well done. And um, I'm to get around like, oh, I want nine of them. I bought a shirt. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Uh, or I thought it was a shirt. It was in a bag and it looked like a figure bag. And so I'm hoping it's a shirt. I'm real curious to see what you just bought. Yeah, turtle toe. Let's find uh, out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. Um, but so that was cool. I think the, I mean, the same things with the silver line or whatever. I wish that was a different area. Um, but seeing Nekusasu yeah. on that wall. Yeah, that she. Uh, one of my favorite artists that makes toys She's or amazing. makes um, whatever this is that we all call art. Um, I just. Yeah, I don't know how to describe how good that piece was. Or... She can make like a hundred more of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it jumps off the wall. I can't imagine how long that took, though. Yeah. Holding those boxes to be the figure and then yeah. the figure inside. I mean, and the stenciling, the stenciling to get yeah. the lighting yeah. on I, mean, the I can't wait to it. see that in person. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah, and just how humble she is, because uh, she's been on the podcast, and just how humble she is, and and not like. Maybe not understanding, like, you got some, you're working with some shit here. Like, this is amazing. What do you, like, um, so that was cool to see that in person out of some of the art pieces. Um, I think it's uh, funny that my figure was at the DKE because uh, when I had told Dove this was the idea, he initially said, okay, is it, like, great, what do I, I'm going to type up a thing about it and resin poured and painted, no. Like, I didn't know how to describe it until I, to- I, like, I massacred toys for this thing. Did you write that? You know what I told? I was like, I... But he didn't use it. No, he didn't use it, thank God. Um, 
but uh, that's how he talked about it when he did the the toy shows things, and then uh, hanging out with Yo Yo today, and him looking at me and being like, "Fuck, I need one of those figures now," and you've taken four off the market, like you've destroyed them. <laughs> um, but luckily, I have an extra one. <laughs> yeah. I have a project involving 90s Power of the Force 2 bikes I've been working on for a while. Luckily, I have one more. And I need one more to finish yeah. the set. And then I see his photo, the photos of his piece go up live on uh, when Dove starts putting out the press. And I'm like, why did you do that? I need one of those. Yeah, because I haven't been able to find one. I'm going to send months. it to you. It'll be in All pieces, right. but I'm going to send it to you. I'm just picturing, like... I need six dewbacks to open the portal to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. One more dewback and Cthulhu will rise. For the the while while I was doing that, um, my wife like I get home late and so she was just bringing these packages and every day for a while it was just a dewback. <laughs> and she was like, at, at, on the last one she was like, okay, what are we doing here? And I was like, oh, this is part of a toy thing. She goes, no, no, I know. What are we doing here, though? Um, you know, the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and yeah. over again and you know, expecting a different result. Um, so, yeah, I think that was... Those are the two things that I loved, like Nekusatsu and Ragnar. Um, and then just think, like, uh, the... I think the uh, I think a favorite piece that I've always had is uh, the Adam and Steve one. Mm. I have never seen that in person. Um, it's so good when you see it up close you can see yeah. all this detail you can't see it and I have a love-hate relationship with religion as it is and so seeing that piece I, I'm in love like that piece um, oh. available at YouTube can yeah there we go there we go hey shameless plug I'm, on, I'm okay for it uh, but yeah I think that was those were the, the three things that um, and then of course people and all that but yeah those are the art pieces that I loved and uh, yeah it was just cool to see but we're, we're coming in I can close this episode. I can close everything. We're coming in on the closing part, but instead of talking about your own stuff, uh, closing remarks on the the convention. Closing remarks. I know we still have one more day uh, left. There's Sunday, um, but closing remarks on what people should should have seen, what they should have bought, if there's still some, what they should go buy, because uh, this will come out Monday morning or yeah Monday morning. So turnover rates quick. So closing. We'll start back on this side. CBD. Um, I'm just disappointed or bummed out for all the folks that couldn't come. Yeah. That wanted to. Uh, and so I hope from stuff on Instagram or messages or anything like that, that they get a little bit of what was there or this podcast so mm -hmm. they can kind of feel like what was there because it's fucking dope. That's all there is to it. So sorry with the language. Pastor, <laughs> yeah. everything that you said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Scott, how do you fucking feel about that language? <laughs> <laughs> um in closing yeah it just it's been a long time since I mean any of us have done anything like this and I think that at the end of the day for you know traveling obviously crossing the border was a bit of a bit of a stressful experience for me but at the end of the day I'm like totally worth it and right now tomorrow is just simply the day where I like I have to say this uh that I I still think that seeing like, legitimately, the stuff that I'm still thinking about that I haven't pulled the trigger on that's worth mentioning is the Super 7 Bodega Halloween stuff from this year. Mm. They knocked that right out of the park with the, the like, material, like, packaging history references with the super monsters and the Ben Cooper masks. Um, and 
I just I'm a total nerd for that, like the ways in which that history can get embedded in the new objects, right? Whether it's the vintage and the retro collection, and that's a particular way it's done. But Super Seven does it with like they've maintained that DIY spirit since Brian started that magazine way back in the day. Like it still feels like the same company to me. And I've been reading like I was reading Super Seven like way back. And seeing, and they just do it so elegantly and enthusiastically. Like it doesn't, even though they're reusing molds, they're colorways, they could be cash grabs, but then they do something that goes, but we've thought about this, and we've thought about this a lot, and we put a lot of effort into the design thinking on this stuff. And so for me, that's the one that I'm still like, I should get it when I'm here, because if I go home, it costs me as much in shipping as it does for a figure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... So that's probably like the last thing. There's a couple of other artists. Like I still, I still haven't decided which resin blood figure I'm gonna get, but of course I'm gonna get one. Um, and I think that Kerf Loss's armature kits colorways are just such a neat idea because I think he's acknowledged that all of us who bought one the first time he did them, none of us have used the armature because we think the thing is so damn cool that we want to leave it the way it is. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to make a colorway of a thing that's supposed to be covered in sculpting wax because I know exactly what's going on with the people who are buying these things. So that was a really like sort of smart, clever thing. So those are the things that I'm sort of looking forward to tomorrow. And maybe more antique mall shopping because mm -hmm. there is something about this area and the Disneyana that is in these antique stores Mm -hmm. that I had no idea until, like, my eyes were, like, wide open to some crazy shit that they're going to do when they some shopping this morning, so. That's a weird interject to the story. I I had wanted to meet Kerfloss. I met Kerfloss today. We had talked. Like, oh, I'll see you there. And as I'm shaking Kerfloss's hand, I see this, like, shadow, like, overtaking me. It's just standing here. And I turn and I see Resin Blood. I have no idea who that guy is. And so I, like meet his eye line and I turn back to Kerfloss with like this fear and then it like starts this conversation and we like shake hands and stuff but cool ass dude yeah. freaking yeah. me out when I first saw him <laughs> Janky um what am I looking forward to tomorrow I'm worried I'm not going to be able to walk tomorrow because yeah. this is murder on my feet so we'll see how that how that goes but I'm just happy that it's back yeah. I'm happy like the biggest thing I take away from every decon I've ever been to is momentum. Mm. There's energy and momentum coming out. And I'm working on some really big projects, which I'm still not going to tell you about. Um, but, but <laughs> and, and, and I'm entering the phase where we go from, like, ideation to, like, rubber hitting the road. Mm. And this is the push I needed to get through that. So, and you'll all see next year what it is. But, um, or what today. We'll get There's an ad on the happening. podcast about it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, remember that thing Jakey was talking about? <laughs> Here it is. It's not as exciting as he made it sound. <laughs> I um, think we just wrote the ad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, just like every year I walk out of Decon motivated and inspired. And even when I was having a rough time with toys, even when I was like, I need to take a break in 2019, I walked out thinking like, I, I walked out knowing I'm taking a break, but I'm not leaving. Um, and there, cause there was a point when I was like, I might be done. I might be totally mm. done. And being around that decon uh, in 2019 convinced me that I'm not done. I just need a pause. And I need to not feel guilty about taking a pause. So, I wish I could quit. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's your intervention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, it's, it's the energy and the momentum. And, and uh, I'm really 
excited to take this and put it into my work, and I'm really, really excited to see what you guys take and put into your work and what comes out in the next couple months and a year after you've had this experience. So, yeah, that, that's my takeaway. Barbarian? Uh, closing statements about uh, Designer Con? <laughs> Holy macaroni. I mean, you know, the last thing... All day, of a sudden, all the swearing's yeah. out. <laughs> I, I look, I, I, look, the, the, the last day, everyone's gassed out. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> out of money. And uh, <clears throat> I was gassed out last night. <laughs> I never have any money. I do toys professionally, which means I'm broke. <laughs> Uh, so tomorrow I'm going to show up with Chris and then we'll probably go get like, uh, I think what we've been talking about all weekend is getting a nice sandwich. Yeah, we're going to go get a nice I'm sandwich. I'm looking forward to a nice, a nice sandwich. sandwich. And then we'll probably sit on the floor of yeah. Dustin's booth and listen to him talk about how his, toys, his pizzas don't fit for the rest of the day. Uh, <laughs> um, new piece, nice sandwich. Scott Cherry. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's, uh, I, I said my piece, okay? Uh, I'm gassed out and I'm hungry. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, uh, I think that's it. I'm, I'm sticking with that. It's <laughs> very on brand. Now so, next year, everyone's going to be like, here, here's your sandwich. Boy, that's what, this would have all been worth it if next year people just bring you sandwiches the whole time. I welcome sandwiches. Well, you're not going to have to wait that long because the thing I'm looking forward to tomorrow is buying two sandwiches yes. for a guy who doesn't want to walk and for a guy who's cashed out. Awesome. Sit in my booth. I can walk the floor finally. Oh, you to put us to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will happily do that. Wait, put you to work? You're working at my booth. There's no sales. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, but I really am looking forward to it. I've seen... It's funny, the part of the con that I've seen is like from my booth to the bathroom. It's like I've walked that several times. <laughs> Which is not times, very far. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really am looking forward to taking tomorrow and like at least an hour to just kind of go through. And um, there's a lot of people I want to talk to that I haven't yeah. talked to yet. It's always the toughest, it's the, that is the toughest decision. Am I going to walk the floor or am I going to get a booth? Right. Uh, yeah, and I think it's next hard. year, I mean, I'm still trying to work it out because the problem is if I don't get a booth next year, I get put back into the, um, you know, like if I, if I want to do it next year, it's, it's pretty much a guaranteed You get first day. right of right, right, right. Exactly. And skipping a year means ba going, line. going back to the, yeah. yeah. Is there so, a substantial waiting list for vendors? I mean, That's not a good question. This yeah. year it didn't seem like. I mean, this would have been the year for somebody to bust out. Yeah. It seems like because there, traditionally, from what I understand, there is. There was. I know, like in twenty nineteen, I know there was. Yeah, in I know twenty. I think there was two before everything went tits up. Yeah, because twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, that was the thing, and I mean, Dove Dove is great because Dove always has my back, but. Um, it's not what you said before the podcast. <laughs> That's why I said it before the podcast started. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, but so that that is something that I'm really weighing because it's like I would love to come to this as a spectator. Yeah. Because I've n I've never done that. Mm. Um, it's really fun. Mm. It, it seems like it. <laughs> yeah. There's not a right or wrong way to do decon, but I'm pretty sure I'm 
I'm never gonna set up again. <laughs> like I just enjoy walking the floor so much. Well, and right. yeah, I mean, this this is the last year I'm um, probably getting a booth for the woodcuts. Thinking of other things that I might be able to do in the future. Not sure. So yeah, you may or may not have a whole other enterprise that may or may not have a booth that may or may not perfectly fit with fucking decons. So. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then Dove and I can have the turf war, like. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I would. Lo- I would. I would roll over like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Take those woodcuts that you don't want and throw them at me. <laughs> um, I loved hearing all this, and uh, I think it is cool to hear from the veterans that have been there over and over again. Um, especially walking into this after a pandemic, after all those things, and um, yeah, it's just been cool. Thank you so much. All of you for taking an hour. Ah, you're welcome. Tap. Next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on Tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on Tap. Awesome.